Welcome to Device Week. I'm Managing Editor Elizabeth Orr, and with me this week is Senior Reporter for Dosal Farouk, also known as Danny. Danny, you've been following the ongoing medical device user fee negotiations for several cycles now. After an almost year-long delay due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the talks are finally back on track. Tell us how that's going. Thanks, Elizabeth. Yes, as you mentioned, the Medical Device User Fee Amendments, or MEDUFA, five negotiations are finally underway. As implied, this is the fifth device user fee deal that the U.S. FDA and the medtech industry are hashing out. The meeting was supposed to kick off about this time last year, but really didn't get going until earlier this year because of the coronavirus pandemic. So far, the FDA and industry have met behind closed doors at least three times, but they've only posted meeting minutes for the first two meetings. There was a February and then a March meeting, but the meeting minutes are posted a few weeks after they take place. The negotiators were scheduled to meet on April 7th, but we're still waiting on the meeting minutes from that meeting. It's worth noting that at one end of the negotiation table is the FDA, and on the other side are the three main medtech industry lobby groups, AdvaMed, the Medical Device Manufacturers Association, and the Medical Imaging and Technology Alliance. ACLA, or the American Clinical Laboratory Association, is also at the table, as usual, but they maintain that they're only there in case the FDA starts regulating their members. As you know, their members manufacture laboratory-developed tests but are regulated under the Clinical Laboratory Improvement Amendments, or CLIA, which, under a Biden administration, is very likely. Right. That's something we've been following for several years. The FDA has signaled that it disagreed with the Trump administration decision last summer to take away more LDT oversight. And as you recently reported, the Pew Charitable Trusts have weighed in supporting the FDA's jurisdiction in the area as well. Right. They sent a letter about it to the Department of Health and Human Services. Anyway, back to the crux of the meeting. The first two meetings at least followed what we expected was going to happen. Our readers and listeners may remember that as they were preparing for the negotiations, the FDA said that it had met its MEDUFA 4 obligations, but in order to continue improving efficiency and decision responses, it needed more funding. The agency also argued that during the pandemic, it has taken on far more workload, balancing its user fee obligations while also pivoting to address a tsunami of emergency use authorization requests. The FDA said that its staff were getting burned out, and as a result, its work in non-COVID areas were starting to be affected. Now, for industry's part, it's repeated the mantra that it stated in the last round of negotiations under MEDUFA 4 that over the years it has accepted higher user fees in order to help the FDA build up a review system that could be more efficient and predictive. And now it wants to maintain the user fee levels while trying to find ways to streamline the agency's work without the need to raise fees. It's also emphasized that more of the cost of reviewing products should come from appropriation dollars, basically tax dollars, rather than putting the cost burden on the sponsors. All those same arguments that the FDA and industry made in the previous user fee negotiations and in the run-up to the new negotiations were repeated in the first two meetings. Yeah, as you mentioned, it's like deja vu all over again. Give a little more in terms of specifics about how these negotiations played out in the first two meetings. Sure. Uh, One of the main areas of contention between the FDA and industry seems to be over whether the agency had met its MEDUFA 4 goals related to deficiency letters. The agency argued that it met its commitments by publishing an update to existing guidance on deficiency letters, providing training to staff and managers, and completing an audit by fiscal year 2020. Industry, however, disagreed, arguing that they believed all deficiency letters should include a statement for the basis of the deficiency, which the FDA hadn't done. 
In response, the FDA said the goal of deficiency letter provision in the Medufa 4 commitment was not to provide a statement in all cases, but rather to aspire to that goal. The agency said it's willing to work to make more improvements, but needs more resources to be able to meet that goal. Industry said it appreciated the agency's efforts, but noted it came nowhere near being able to meet the goal. Industry further said it was critical for the FDA to provide justification for deficiency so sponsors can have a clear understanding of what's required of them and avoid getting deficiency letters in the future. And if I remember correctly, industry is also pushing on the idea that the FDA has a lot of funds left over from the previous user fee deal. It hasn't filled all the jobs it was supposed to, right? Right, yeah. Another key area of contention over the past two meetings has been the funds the FDA has used versus what's left over from previous Medufa cycles. Industry argued that the agency also has a number of FTE positions left vacant that it's required to fill under previous deals. In the February meeting, while the FDA was asking for more resources and more staff, industry representatives noted that the agency had 36 Medufa 4 FTEs that had already been funded by user fees but were left vacant. The industry representatives wanted more information on why those positions have not been filled, especially because the FDA says its resources have been stretched thin. The FDA obliged in the subsequent meeting and said it faced a number of hiring challenges during the fiscal 2018 and 2019 cycles, but have worked to try fill the spots. In the fiscal year 2020, the agency was able to make some progress and filled 92% of Medufa 4 positions through the end of the year, leaving 15 of 189 positions unfilled. The agency also noted that an additional 14 positions were unfilled due to the staff leaving the agency, but expects to meet its hiring target in fiscal 2021. At the March meeting, the FDA also provided more high-level financial data from Medufa 4, arguing that it raises far less in user fees than the combined human medicine user fee programs. More specifically, the agency said it raised more than $1 billion during the last user fee negotiations compared to more than $8 billion raised through the drugs, generics, and biologics programs. The medtech industry, however, said those are not accurate comparisons considering the device and diagnostics industries have far less revenue compared to their human medicine counterparts. Interesting. Is there anything else that was worth noting? Yeah, we've talked about how the FDA has been modernizing its IT infrastructure, especially under the leadership of former FDA Principal Deputy Commissioner Amy Abernathy. One of the key areas of contention between the FDA and industry seems to be the use of user fee dollars to upgrade its IT infrastructure. In the February meeting, the agency said part of its carryover balance from the previous deal was used for acquisition, maintenance, and updates of IT resources through its digital transformation initiative. Industry, however, said during the meeting that it had not been previously informed about the decision and expressed concern that the FDA was using significant carryover balances to update its IT infrastructure at a time when the pandemic was delaying Medufa submissions. They further noted that all of the Medufa funding for IT was negotiated and agreed on in past deals did not extend to all aspects of the Digital Transformation Initiative. But in the March meeting, the FDA argued that its current IT infrastructure was outdated, fragmented, and inefficient, which was slowing the regulatory process. It also said that Medufa 4 deal included commitments to update its IT infrastructure for its submission management, including electronic submission templates and linking pre-submission discussions with subsequent pre-market submission applications. There's a lot more in our detailed reporting online, and I'd encourage our listeners to go check it out. Also, keep watching our site for the latest on the negotiations, as we expect the April meeting minutes to drop any day now. Thanks, Danny. Sounds like there's plenty to keep an eye on there. 
Listeners, you can follow our reporting on Medusa 5 and plenty more online at medtechinsight.com or look for us on Twitter at medtech underscore insight. For now, thanks for listening.